Welcome to the Shred with Science podcast with your host, Dr. Chris Spearman, one of the world's leading online fitness coaches and expert in metabolic correction and a global cover model. Chris delves deep into the most up-to-date scientific literature to provide you with the tools you need to live a healthy, enjoyable, and educated lifestyle. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. It is another episode of the Shred with Science podcast. We're talking about all things testosterone today. And no, not necessarily steroids, although we may touch on um, some aspects of uh, exogenous testosterone. We're talking about just testosterone in general. And believe it or not, we all have a certain level of testosterone, um, men, women, boys, girls, all of us. Um, and I think various aspects of kind of debunking testosterone is is my goal for today. So hopefully um, you will leave this episode with a, wow, didn't know that. Um, or, oh, that makes sense. Now, there's going to be, of course, this is a deep dive, so we're going to get nitty gritty. Um, the vast majority of what I'm going to speak to you about, however, is um, you know g- going to be applicable to all of you. And for those personal trainers, online coaches who, who listen to this, I know there are a lot of you that do. Uh, this is going to be really useful for all of you, but also for your, your students. Um, you know, we obviously have... Uh, these conversations on a on a frequent basis with our students, whether they are you know in need of um, you know testosterone rehabilitation therapy, maybe they need to increase their testosterone naturally. There's so many things that we can have a look at and delve into today. So first and foremost, um, you know I'm not going to go into the the specifics of the the biochemistry um, around testosterone as such. Um, I want to get deep into first, um, maybe some of the, um, maybe some of the misconceptions or thoughts or ideas or principles. Uh, we can go into the the biochemistry at a later date. Although plenty of episodes prior, um, you'll be able to go back through maybe some steroid or um, if you possibly go back to the low testosterone. Uh, I go into the biochemistry. Um, synthesis of testosterone, you know, how it's formed and all of those things. But today I want to talk about things that you guys can do or maybe not do or principles, considerations around increasing your natural testosterone and a lot of the literature that is important and some of the stuff that probably isn't has been left out. And I think my job today is to educate, inspire, motivate um, and give you guys high quality information on a scientific level um, in a very easy to understand, explained, concise way. So um, I think, you know, the first and foremost, it, it's looking at, um, you know, a lot of what we ask ourselves, you know, does uh, resistance exercise increase testosterone and if so how how is that the case so the answer is the answer is uh, yes um so there have been plenty of studies that have shown that resistance exercise uh, increases the serum concentration of different hormones testosterone um, igf1 which is uh, insulin growth factor one and uh, human growth hormone or um, hgh um, and, and and these are various hormones that are important in um you know, performance, uh, muscle building, fat loss, um, you know, all of these different aspects. So to a degree, we want to make sure that these hormones are healthy and that our body is healthy and functioning well. Um, 
Now, there have been a numerous, uh, you know, array of studies that have come out. And one lab that's been um, pretty extensive with their research is the Kramer Lab in Connecticut. Um, and they've done two papers. I think one was in the 90s. It was a hormonal and growth factor response to heavy resistance uh, exercise protocols. Um, and then a more recent one, I think in 2005, looked at hormonal responses and adaptations to resistance exercise and training. Um, and what they did was, you know, they've obviously looked at the implications or how, um, you know, they showed and proved that resistance training or those who have a, um, say, more muscle mass or are doing maybe more compound exercise, uh, compound exercises will have a somewhat increase in testosterone. However, this is quite modest, believe it or not. So, you know, the literature is there, but in practice, um, it's still unsure how much of a of an impact this will have. I think it's it's always going to be quite difficult to pinpoint exactly what's what. There are various reasons why this may be the case. You know, if you're increasing, um, say, if you're doing more compound style exercises, you're stimulating more muscle, right? It's very difficult to um, to isolate whether that's down to a potential increase in serum testosterone or, or free testosterone, or, or if it's down to the fact that you're actually just being more efficient with your training. It's hard to know. It really is. Um, but generally speaking, um, you know, this has been a, a more modest increase. Um, and numerous papers over the last kind of 10 years, I think 2009, 2010, 2011, um, looked at post-exercise increases in these hormones um, and, you know, that they cannot be used as a proxy marker for um, hypertrophic potential in human skeletal muscle because a lot of the um, initiations or increase in testosterone was an acute spike. So most of you guys will know or have heard of acute and chronic. Um, so chronic is something that's over a longer period of time, whereas an acute would be like a short, like if you if you got a, an acute pain, it would be a, you know, you smack your elbow, whereas a chronic pain would be maybe a sore back over a long period of time. So if you have a um, an acute spike in testosterone, it's a very short space of time. And what these studies found is that it actually has very little difference in muscle protein synthesis. And all that's happening is that you're getting an acute spike for about an hour to two hours of testosterone in your system, although that's useful to a degree. I think it's quite negligible and it's quite modest um, versus a, a chronic increase in testosterone for a period of time. So you may ask, you know, what would a normal testosterone level be? Now, I know some of you will have done, um, well, some of you will, will, have, will have done, you know, an analysis on, on your own um, testosterone or will be curious to see, you know, how much, um, you know, testosterone uh, or what is your natural testosterone or what should it be and, and vice versa. So um, we're going to touch on that, I think. And Generally speaking, I think in 2017, um, a, an analysis or a meta-analysis looking at uh, men between the ages of 19 and 39 years um, had a, a range of, I think, around 260 to 900. Um, and obviously this is um, quantified in nanograms per deciliter. Um, this is the, the general metric that they use. Now, I do know that 
between the United Kingdom and Europe versus North America, they can be quite difficult, uh, difficult and different with um, imperial metrics and uh, uh, imperial quantifications and metric quantifications. So uh, this may not be the metric that you're using, but I think this is a, a pretty general look. So in 2016, um, the, so this was the issue, right? So th that's kind of the normal range. Now, there is probably one of the most famous, probably the most famous scientific paper was published um, about 15, about, sorry, no, 25 years ago, um, 1996, it shows how old I am, 1996, and it's probably one of the most famous fitness-related papers, definitely to do with testosterone or hormone therapy in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and it looked at the effects of supraphysiological doses of testosterone uh, in muscle size and strength in normal men. And it basically did this. It broke down four groups of men. The first group trained and didn't take any testosterone. The second group trained and took 600 milligrams of testosterone per week. The third took 600 milligrams of testosterone per week only and didn't train. And the fourth group took a placebo and uh, and didn't train. So you will be surprised, okay? So let me break this down. Think of this in your mind. The group that trained naturally over a period of, I think over a period of maybe um, 12 to 16 weeks, they were, and now bear in mind that we, we don't know the level of training experience these people were at but um the group of natural athletes well they're not athletes the group of natural normal men trained and they it was based on squats so it was for example for example a compound four sets six reps um three times a week for a period of 12 to 16 weeks the natural group who trained and didn't take any performance-enhancing substances, put on 4.4 pounds of lean mass. 4.4 pounds. Now, when they the, the group took 600 milligrams of testosterone as well, it went from 4.4 to 13. So they added an extra 9 pounds of lean tissue when they were taking 600 milligrams of testosterone. Now that's, I mean, I don't know what you would expect, but that doesn't surprise us, I would imagine. However, that's not the most surprising part of this study. The other groups, of course, the placebo didn't gain anything because they didn't train and they didn't take any performance-enhancing substances. The shock was the difference between those who trained and didn't take drugs and those who took testosterone and didn't train. And those who took the 600 milligrams of testosterone and did not train, they gained 6.6 .6 pounds of lean tissue. This is no lie. You can go on to... Um, uh, you can go on to... Um, uh, PubMed and you can check 
the name of this study is the effects of superphysiological doses on testosterone um, uh, of testosterone and muscle size and strength in normal men and it was two th- it was 1996 the new england journal of medicine this was a groundbreaking publication so let me let me say that again the difference between those who trained and natural versus those who took testosterone and didn't train was that those who took testosterone and didn't train gained an extra 2.2 pounds of lean tissue lean tissue and if my memory serves me correctly because i looked into that paper extensively uh, over the last number of years those who did not train um, had a decrease in uh, in body fat from testosterone so if there was ever a doubt as to whether testosterone works there is obviously that however those who trained as well added an extra 6.4 so they doubled so here's another here's another point those who took performance enhancing substances and trained gained 13 pounds of tissue those who only took the testosterone only made it half of the way there and i think for any of us who are you know not naive to this world i think it is comforting to know that uh, i think it is smart to say that taking performance enhancing drugs is not the be all and end all and will cause a lot of detrimental effects if you are not training correctly efficiently and effectively there's no doubt in my mind that these men could have trained better they could have been more meticulous with their training and then it fathoms belief where they could have been or what they could have achieved so i think that's important to identify um and you know at the end of let's say yeah at the end of the 12 weeks the testosterone levels that they had so bear in mind that the range we're looking at is let's say anything from say 250 to 900 nanograms per deciliter um so those who finished um having trained um you know they increased their testosterone through training of course um whereas those who uh you know trained and took x y and z had obviously a super physiological dose of of testosterone afterwards and you need to mitigate none of you listening to this really should be ever focusing on taking any form of performance enhancing substances until you're um you know either really serious about um taking your physique to a level where you feel you cannot do it naturally or you feel like you've maxed your potential and i'm yet to find a lot of people who fit that criteria now bearing in mind you know it would be naive to say that we don't have uh, students at a high level who come to us having used too much uh substances too many substances and our goal is to make them as efficient as possible and go you do not need to be taking all of this uh drop almost all of this sort out your training sort out your nutrition sort out your sleep uh, and let's get you more efficient and let's get you healthy and let's get you living a better quality of life um and i don't think enough people do that really um so let's have a look at a few other uh, you know a few other aspects of um as for example um you know at what level then do 
let's say is on the let's just say you're you're a normal normal man and you have a lower than normal testosterone level naturally now, there will be men out there who are natural but they're on the higher end of um of the scale so the, there was a question posed what would be the difference between um you know taking someone from the lower end so say 300 nanograms per deciliter up to the maybe close to the normal end which would be 600 nanograms and the answer was that once uh, so for example all they did there was they took people with a a lower than normal dose and they gave them enough so that they were in within the normal range and in 20 weeks uh, these people when they had a normal testosterone range um, we're able to add three kilograms, so that's about seven pounds of uh, maybe just over seven pounds of fat-free mass. So that's maybe if you do have a lower testosterone level than normal, you're missing out on a lot of potential. Now, this is obviously something that you should see a physician about this, and for me to, for you know, to to try and prescribe something, I'm not saying that by any means. What I'm saying is making sure. But this is no different to your sleep, your cortisol, your, you know, your, all of these hormones in, in your body, your serotonin, making sure that you are optimizing your, you know, hormonal profile. So it's healthy and within range. All I'm saying here is the difference between someone who's on the lower end to normal had a significant improvement in their fat-free mass, three kilograms over 20 weeks. And this was uh, a study done by uh, Basin and colleagues, and they this analysis was done on a DEXA scan and a hydrostatic weighing um, technique to see you know what what was gained and what was lost. So um, now there are loads of other things that can affect um, you know testosterone level. So oh, I'm going to talk about overtraining. So overtraining, by definition, is uh, training in a specific way that affects long-term performance detriments not short-term that's an overtraining long-term detriments long-term performance detriments and generally speaking tying into the last episode that we did uh, on the podcast if you've not listened to it about looking at maybe volume so one of the factors that had a negative impact on testosterone was actually an over increase or a uh, a volume level that was uh, an excess volume level of training um you know and here's an example um you know a fry study in, in i think 1998 looked at um yeah a, a group who for two to three weeks uh, did 10 one rep max squats 10 one rep max squats every day for two weeks and there was a there wasn't any change or any decrease in uh in in testosterone um when i say testosterone we're talking um uh we're talking free testosterone um so uh you know g- generally speaking so um so 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 that's uh, the the analysis that was done but then also a jones study jones et al looked at how does endurance or an increased or a um you know a, a, let's say i think they did um maybe heavy endurance or um long-term endurance between you know, 30 to 45 minutes a day and that didn't have an impact on testosterone at all but it didn't even have a decrease in in, in testosterone which was which was refreshing to be honest um so i think 
having a look at that is is really important um and realizing that you can do that without having a an impact on your um your testosterone or your ability to um you'll perform um that way so other points to note um so we've gone through various aspects we've gone through you say training i want to talk about diet so frequently i hear soya does this soya does that soy does this now i i just like sometimes either an almond or a coconut or or an alternative to milk and um here, here's an example of a, a meta-analysis that was done on soy that showed that there was no change so zero change in um sh shbg which is um sex hormone binding globulin which is essentially free um free testosterone and or then looking at the impact that it may have on estrogen so this is meant to be the the thing so this uh, 32 study meta-analysis um looked at or showed that there was very little if if at all no increase in estrogen whatsoever with soy in you know uh, in in any realistic range and the thought process here was um that there was a negative or there wasn't enough uh, isoflav- uh, isoflavone i think is what it's called um within soy products there wasn't enough of that to bind to the estrogen receptor modulator which is essentially what causes initiation of uh, estrogen or an increase in estrogen so that was not the case so i really think this whole uh, soy scaremongering is um is a bit crazy um so so that was just something I wanted to touch on as well. So things that do affect testosterone is clearly uh, body composition, calories in terms of, you know, where you would push your calories. So, you know, for example, I think um, in, in one of these studies, they had a um, a natural bodybuilder who was competing and he went from, I think, 4,750 calories down to 2,100 calories um, over a period of a few weeks and he dropped from 14.8 percent body fat to 4.5 percent body fat so he dropped about 10 percent body fat and his testosterone tanked from like 900 down to 225 nanograms per deciliter so looking at body composition um you know looking at body composition and or uh, calories in general will have a far more impactful um say impact really a a far more impactful um change on your on your on your testosterone um without going and, and taking any of these test boosters which truthfully are just really not worth your money um and if you want me to touch on a few of them i will i know uh horny goat weed has been there's been no human evidence uh, fenugreek it has got conflicting evidence triblis terrestris no evidence uh sorry horny goat weed um weed was there's no human evidence right so uh the conflicting in fenugreek triblis terrestris there's no um evidence although it seems to be a, a big thing that people talk about um ashwagandha um had a had an increase a small increase um but i really feel like a lot of that is due to anti-inflammatory or, or inflammation purposes um which in, in you know it, it, it's a great it, it's a great supplement for sure um 
de-aspartic acid, there, you know, showed increases over a period of maybe a handful of days, but then it drops back to normal. Uh, vitamin D on, on the uh, vitamin D, I absolutely advocate for loads of reasons: for mood, um, for um, for feel good, for uh, testosterone increase. So I think three thousand IU's a day is a pretty good sweet spot for that. Um, things like sleep, of course, um, you know, improving sleep. Uh, a 2011 study looked at you know a drop from eight hours to five hours um had a decrease of i think just over 10 percent in testosterone production in in healthy men um so there's loads of other things that you can look at i think having a well-rounded synopsis of what can actually impact your testosterone is going to have a far bigger and far more important effect on um on, on, on what you guys should be looking at, whether it's training, whether it's supplementation, whether it's nutrition. Um, and I think this is an important thing for you guys to be to be aware of. I think, you know, ladies, if you listen to this as well, of course, these are all applicable because you have a testosterone level too. It's just, um, you know, these percentages won't be anywhere near similar. That being said, you know, no doubt you'll have uh, potentially husbands, brothers, you know, fathers, sons who um you know who this is applicable for um so guys i hope that's been useful like i just wanted to touch on a few uh kind of debunking myths on testosterone and have a look at like what it actually is and um you know from a from an you know what can impact your testosterone you know are testosterone boosters useful testosterone boosters consist of all of those things that i just mentioned so uh, i would say no i would say looking at um various aspects of your um of your of your nutritional profile is going to have a far bigger impact so for example um higher fat diets without a shadow of a doubt have a a better impact on you know improving testosterone production uh that is obviously because um testosterone is is obviously a is created from a, a steroid ring which comes from um cholesterol which is obviously you know derived from from fats initially um so looking at this is is really important uh, i'm not going to go too much deeper than that i think that's useful i want to leave you with with some of those takeaways what i would love you guys to do is to um, if you want to know more i would absolutely love you guys to leave right now and jump inside the facebook group that's below um and just introduce yourself or just get stuck in come in say hi um, i'm giving access to our membership site to a lot of you who are in our facebook group um, that means you get free access to the whole portal, um, you know, the initial the, the initial part of the portal at least. Um, so if you're not in that Facebook group, I would highly recommend diving in because uh, over the next week or so, we're going to be opening up the membership site to um, a lot of you in the Facebook group as a thank you for getting involved and also to help you through this period, this time of, of lockdown 2020 has been an absolutely crazy year um, so we want to try and empower educate inspire motivate you guys as much as possible so the best thing you can do while you're listening to this just scroll below click the the join our community button um, get involved and we'll see you inside guys as always i'm not a licensed physician this is just my opinion based on science uh, based on literature um, based on you know 11 12 years in in university um biochemistry degree a master's in molecular cell biology and obviously my, my phd although specializing in leukemia and cancer um i think i'm in a pretty 
a good position to at least give an opinion on some of these things but it's just an opinion that's all it is if you want to go any further with any of these things speak to a licensed physician speak to your gp speak to your doctor um of course i'm more than happy to enter into a dialogue but it will be on you know any uh you know any of the the above topics uh should always go past your your physician first hope that's useful hope you're good drop me a message um any questions um ping them over facebook group is the best place but in the meantime i'm gonna leave you with the same quote that i leave you at the end of every episode make the most of today you will not get this day again peace yo guys i hope you enjoyed thank you so much for um spending some time with us and uh you know improving you improving who you are um be it you know your physical body um you know maybe your mindset and all of those things you know our goal is to add as much value as possible to those of you out there who want to change your lives um and you know who really want to take it to the next level um as always there are multiple ways that you can you know get involved or learn more um if you click below here you will see you can grab a free arm guide free glute guide um you can jump inside our facebook community which is popping right now that's where we put you know all our daily uh info you get all of our ebooks and uh you know we've got three lives a week you know it's pretty busy in there so if you guys want to take your training uh, to the next level uh, there's some ways you can do that for free um you can also book a a free cover model strategy call with me um and we can jump on an absolutely free call it's not a sales call it's literally just you know uh where you are are you stuck um how can you get to the next level um i only do a small number of those a week so there's a link below you can jump in also if you want to uh grab my 21 day cover model shred that is the exact routine and workout that i used for the 21 22 days leading up to my first magazine cover uh, supplementation training nutrition cardio uh, everything's in there um i hope that's been useful um as always if you have any questions drop me an email chris at spearmanfitness.com um hit me up on ig um below i've also put the link to my daily linkedin articles um which i'm going to give you uh, a little bit of science a little bit of knowledge a little bit of insight into what goes on in our world um other than that thank you for listening and i hope you're having an awesome day peace